0: All right and welcome to this special episode of Real Estate Fight Club and this series is called What Would You Do? It airs every Wednesday and with me here today is Rachel Real of Rachel Real Real Estate in Chicago. Hey Rachel.
1: Hi Jen, how are you?
0: You ready to come to a
1: fight? I am, I think we're ready. I'm just kidding. I'm not, this is so, going to be a beatdown today. Watch out. I know. You're
0: fired up today. <laughs> I like it. So in today's um, episode, we are going to talk about the duty of confidentiality regarding offers. And I wanted to give a little context here, Rachel. So like as agents, we have fiduciary duties, Right.
1: Correct. Yes. When you rise to the level of agent representation mm-hmm. for either a buyer or a seller, you, you have fiduciary duties to your clients, meaning that right. their interests are above everyone else's.
0: Right. And those duties are outlined as loyalty, disclosure obedience which always really strikes me wrong as you know know. it's just
1: it feels like a weird word it's
0: a weird I think it could be better but anyway uh reasonable care and diligence accounting and then confidentiality but you see that this gets missing the confidentiality piece gets misinterpreted so give us right what what happens usually
1: So, so typically when you represent a client, so if I were to go say, meet with a seller uh, for a a comparative market analysis, Mm -hmm. say they're interviewing a couple of agents and they share with me, you know, their motivation for selling uh, some, some financial information, any information that I learned from a seller at the time we're doing that, that consultation is confidential. I can't go, if I didn't get that listing, somebody else does. And now I'm representing a buyer. I can't go share with that buyer, what their bottom line is, what their motivation is, know what their financial picture is none of that's anybody's business that's all confidential
0: so the duty of well so that duty extends to clients and customers
1: in that respect yes i mean and in that case when i sit down with a client or with with somebody for for a market analysis or a consultation i'm giving them an additional piece of paper that says hey i'm not currently your agent because we don't have an agency agreement here in writing so this piece of paper tells you that I'm not your agent, but I'm agreeing to keep any information you share with me confidential. Okay. It's a side note that will get you some brownie points when you're sitting down with a seller. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, that's pretty interesting. I've never heard it anybody is. doing
1: it that. It is. People like that though, especially if you're, if they've interviewed a couple of people and you say, Hey, I'm, I, and you explain agency and you go, I'm not going to share any of this information with you. Right. Then they Which, sit there and wonder, well, if I told everybody else that. And, and I need this piece of paper. Are they sharing that with other people? Exactly. So.
0: Well, why don't, um, can you send that to me, the what you use so that people can? Yes.
1: Yeah. Okay, I perfect. Can,
0: I, I will send that to you. So we'll put that in the vault. So jennifermertland.com yes. slash vault and you'll have access to it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yes. So what, what about when you do offers? offers? Right. So what we're going to talk about today is the code of ethics and how it pertains to when you're representing a buyer, mm-hmm. what happens to the terms of that offer Once you send it out the door for the listing agent, the seller to review it. So while people may think that those things are confidential, unless you are submitting that offer with a confidential confidentiality agreement, that information can be shared with anybody and everybody. Interesting. It just sat on a panel not too long ago where that was the the basis of the case. Okay. And, And it was interesting that everybody kind of thought, well, that's why we're here, but in all reality it's not a violation of the code of ethics to share that information. So long as you have the written direction of the seller to be able to send that information. Yeah. So give us like, let's
0: just do like a very specific example.
1: Right. So in this particular scenario, and this can be any scenario, really, it's very basic. You've got multiple offers. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're, you're a buyer and you're representing a client. You submit an offer to a seller and a listing agent they can review that when they're looking at multiple offers now Mm -hmm. they can take in with the lack of a confidentiality agreement they can take that offer in those terms and and shop it and shop it around and Mm -hmm. and, and say well if you can we like these terms here if you can beat this then
0: but see it seems weird i would think like what would cause them to to take the terms of offer one and shop them to offer four?
1: It depends. I mean, some, some sellers when you sit there and look at all the the options of what, you know, the options you have when you've got multiple offers, keeping those confidential can be beneficial to you because if you've got two offers and you really like the terms of one, you don't really necessarily need to disclose them in order to get another, another buyer higher right and you might get that other buyer higher than what they would have been if they know this offer is say 250 and and you want to get them higher than that you can say hey my offers my offers higher than 250 can you you know it's $250. it just seems to me that
0: like okay so say you have one like i guess i could see it happening it's like if if offer if offer four had the best like t- the offer price but the right but the either the sellers or the or whatever had a bad experience with that lender for example
1: right it could be come down to lender it could come down to down payment amount if you disclose that entire offer package you may be sending out you know the message that hey instead of instead of taking this 20% down you 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 would take 10 but you just want the offer price to be higher you still right. want all the terms to be better yeah so it's not necessarily in your best interest to do that i look at it very much as a case-by-case basis
0: yeah i can see though how depending on all the parties like there could be some violation too
1: it depends on whether or not you have proof from your seller that you've asked them in writing to give to you authorization to disclose the terms of that other offer
0: yeah Just and make I- sure
1: you have that in writing because then if you end up in a hearing you can say hey my seller sent me this email, right? It says that I have the ability to, to go ahead and disclose this. You didn't send in a confidentiality agreement. We didn't agree to one. Mm-hmm. And if you do have a confidentiality agreement that all bets are off, you can't share anything. Right. And that even goes to, if you have an, if, if the other buyers an escalation clause, or they've used an escalation clause, which says you have to show me the next highest written verifiable offer. You mm-hmm. can't disclose that information. E- oh so yeah. Wow. So then what? Then, then you have to look at it and go, okay, well, I can't disclose this. So then the next one, other than that might be less. So then you have to say, okay, now no, get rid of the escalation clause. That would be your best bet at that point. <laughs> so if you've got two competing offers and one says, I'll give you, you know, 1500 over the next highest written verifiable offer, mm-hmm. but you're not allowed to see this one, then in, in actuality, it doesn't exist for that purpose.
0: Right. No, that makes sense. And I think the confusion becomes that agents think that those offers are confidential when they're not.
1: They're not. And And the seller can basically do whatever they want. Absolutely. And when you think about it in, in, in this particular case, you know, the buyer, the buyer was really upset. Buyer ended up canceling the offer. Buyer, you know, was, was upset about the whole market, ended up taking their house off the market and said, Hey, this, this this listing agent disclosed my offer. Well, really your beef then is with your buyer's agent because your buyer's agent didn't have that conversation with you.
0: Right, right.
1: So when that happens, it, it puts you in a crummy spot. Yeah, so you I could really see have that. to have that. You've got to have that conversation with your buyer at that point in time. Like, right. hey, so this is- So if isn't... you look at- mm-hmm. Right, I mean, you, you just have to, you have to say that offer might not be confidential. Okay. So if you look at article one of the code of ethics, which is essentially, you just have to treat everyone honestly- Um, but standard of practice 1-13 says when entering into buyer tenant agreements, realtors must advise potential clients of, and then there's five things listed. Number five is the possibility that sellers or sellers representatives may not treat the existence terms or conditions of offers as confidential unless confidentiality is required by law regulation, or by any confidentiality agreement between the parties. So nothing, but there's no statute or no law that says that that information has to be kept confidential. In fact, mm-hmm. The first thing when you walk into a, you know, a buyer representation CE class, everybody remember these offers are not confidential.
0: That's crazy.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I never
0: really thought about it, but I can say, well, let's, um, let me tell you about a couple of our partners. And then when we come back, yes. we'll do some best practices. So no. the two that I wanted to mention today is the first one is my coach, coach John Kitchens. And if you go to as a listener, if you go to www.callcoachkitchens.com slash mouthful. I know. <laughs> yeah. Call Coach Kitchens. It should he should spell he kitchen a jingle. with a C.
1: Right <laughs> he needs a jingle.
0: He does need a jingle, I'll tell him. Um yeah, so callcoachkitchens.com slash. Form and enter in Fight Club, you will get a free business assessment, which is nice, swift kick in the butt to get you going. (laughs) And then if you are looking for administrative report, uh, administrative help, transaction coordination, a training class, um, head over to our partner, realsupportsolutions.com. And if you enter in the code Fight Club, you'll receive $100 off your first transaction or three hours of free training. So that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. So Rachel, so best practices, I guess what is, my question is, is I've never had a buyer that was like, I I want this to be confidential. Like what would cause them to want that to be confidential?
1: I think you see that more, more commonly in situations where the, the buyer might be a celebrity and doesn't want, you know, you know, in, in, Mm -hmm. in my market, we don't see a whole heck of a lot of that. So, but that, that would be. We see biggest. a ton of it in Cincinnati. Right. Lots of celebrities <laughs> live celebrities. here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of the, that's the example that they'll often reference, you know, in the continuing education classes and things like that, you know, cause okay. people will say, well, why would you want it to be confidential? But again, you but want it is it an interesting topic They're because right? I have yeah. had
0: agents get upset because we do mostly listings. Right. And we do, right. you know, if the seller says like. We want to see if this other buyer will match the terms of buyer two. Exactly. Then it's like we we are shopping it right. And then right, I've had right. agents get upset, and I'm like, I
1: don't. Okay, well, be right. upset. Right. And I'll. Um, right. I mean, if you've got if 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 offer number one has great terms and you like their closing date, their down payment, their lender, right. all of that stuff, but their price is maybe ten thousand lower than offer B, mm-hmm. there's no reason why you can't take the go to offer B and say, hey. Or offer A, hey, I like your terms a whole lot better, but buyer B is willing to pay me 250 and not 242 Right. Will you meet that? Yeah. And if you will, great. And after I have the conversation with the seller, I say, hey, just do me a favor. Shoot me a text, email. I don't care how you do it. Right. Anytime, Shoot me a text anything. That says yeah. anything. Just, just says, yes, you, you have my authority to go ahead and share the terms of, of these offers with other people. Nice. Well, Rachel, thanks for being C-Y-A on. Hand. Yeah. CYA, man. Yeah, CYA. Co- cover your tiny. <laughs> <Chinese. laughs>
0: if people have questions for you or they have a referral in Chicago, what's the best way to get a hold of you?
1: Best way to reach me is on CELL at 630-542-8688.
0: Beautiful. Thanks,
1: Rachel. Thanks, ma'am. Bye. See ya.